ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast Pull the mic up. We're already recording. Oh. Yeah. We might as well just get it going. I mean, that doesn't have to be for, uh, formal. Oh, okay. Where are you going to go after? Uh, to uh. my... Well, she's my aunt, but she's also my madrina. For, yeah? Yeah. So she's turning 60. 26. Where is this at? In the valley. Oh, okay. So you got to drive all the way back? Uh-huh. I mean, it's on my way home. So. Well, I appreciate you being here. I mean, that's that's... It's an honor, you know. I I, I wanted to get hurry up Stop. and get one, and I know I was like, oh, are you gonna be able to make it? You're like, you didn't tell me is this weekend. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, dude. And I was like, okay, because I know Terry wants to come on next week. Mm-hmm. He's he's fresh. Uh, he's ready to go. We I definitely wanted to get this podcast in for, uh, you know, our big election that's coming right, up. It's right, a real important right. for us. So, yeah, let's I guess let's get this podcast started. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I'm happy to be back to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to listen to my podcast. It, it means a lot to me, and I know I've been gone for a few weeks. I will get to that momentarily, but just want to get this podcast started. This is episode 93. Today's date is October 3rd. The year is 2021. The location, I'm back at the studio aka the lab aka the basement aka the dungeon want to thank my past guest albert llamas my cousin my eldest primo thank you for coming through especially during these tough times it it was cool to get out here get my mind off of some things and just have a quick conversation with you so once again thank you for coming on the show i know you're interested on coming coming on more i'm also excited for that too because the people i want the people to get to know you know that you're you're a good guy you're funny i like to laugh a lot and I noticed this podcast has been really serious, and I definitely want to be serious, but I also want to have a good time and, and laugh and, and get you guys a laugh as well. My guest today is a returning guest. This is her third time, Miss Viviana Gonzalez. If you guys want to know a little bit more about her, you can tune into episode 48, and you can also tune into episode 67. So we, we, we've gone back. Her Episode 48 is more of, of where she grew up, where she came from. She was in the Navy, how she became a Teamster. 
episode 67 we talk more about what's going on with the teamsters if you guys don't know i am a teamster and teamster to the bone and, and i'm a, and i'm honored to be a teamster and we got a lot to talk about today but if you guys want to learn about her know more about her tune in to episode 48 if you want to hear what's going on around the locals around the teamster union you can tune in to episode 67 where she goes into more detail once again, my returning guest, I wouldn't even call you a guest, you're, you're, you're a member of the Raider and the Saint podcast, Viviana Gonzalez, welcome to the show, what is going on? Thank you for the invite, first of all, and I, I do know that you're going through a lot, and dude, I'm here, you know, to support your podcast, it, it's an honor to actually be here, I, like I keep telling you, I still get like the heebie-deebie-jeebies, no. <laughs> the heebie-jeebies, oh, would he come on the podcast? Nah, you gotta just... It's it's we're already almost close to that hundredth episode. So I was, you know what? The last time you heard episode sixty-seven, I was nervous. I don't know what it was, but I'll tell you this: three days later, I did come down with COVID. Uh, and you're the you're the person that I came. They said let people know you came in contact with, so I made uh -huh. sure to call you. I says, "Hey, I'm sick. Negative. I might have COVID." <laughs> and then and then that's when it hit me, and I passed out. And then I think I got a call from Terry or you and her. Hey, you never called me. I was like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm fucked up. Yeah. I was on my deathbed, and it was horrible. I drank, I drank 30, almost 30 Pedialytes. If oh, I didn't stay hydrated, because I've, I've withdrawn from drugs many of times, okay? Everyone knows if you listen to this podcast, I've, I've, I've beat drugs, opiates, you know, done cocaine plenty of times. And, but opiates was a big one for me, and coming off of those pills, you know, even when you do cocaine, you get dehydrated. If you drink a lot, you get dehydrated. And over time of going to the emergency and, and figuring things out, what's going on with your body, you kind of know already, okay, I'm dehydrated. Oh, what's what's wrong with me? And you kind of know your ailments, and you, therefore you know how to deal with them. Mm -hmm. So I was laying in the bed, and it was like it was going to be lights out, man. Like I knew I was dehydrated. I said, you got to start hydrating. And that's when I got up. I could barely move, get up off the bed, sit on the bed, and I would just chug. Mm -hmm. A whole Pedialyte. It got to the point where I couldn't even walk to the restroom anymore. I was just pissing in the cups. And I think at one point, <laughs> in the middle of the night, I think I drank my own piss. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I could I don't know. It was one of those ones that you get from Sprout. So it did taste nasty. So I don't know. It, was, it wasn't It was a big gulp. It was like a sip. And then, it was one of those ones where you, you drink. And You're I was like, horrible. I'm not sure about this one. And he just closed it up. And then. <laughs> You start scrounging for another one. Like, well, this one's purple. I don't piss purple, so. Oh my goodness. And then you would slam it. But that—that's what—that's what saved my life of staying hydrated because you couldn't. I couldn't eat after like the the third day. It was it was it was it was horrible. Two weeks, uh, more than two weeks, seventeen days, and then it took me another at least two three months to get my my cardio back, my strength back, and so it, it is t it is tough times for everyone. And, and some people don't go through it. Right. They, they, they just get the flu, mild symptoms. And God bless you for that. Some people don't get symptoms at all. God bless you for that, too. But for some people, majority of people, it, it hits them pretty hard. When my family seen what I went through, they all went and got their vaccine. I didn't have to tell them. They just mm -hmm. went. And then I came on the episode, I think it was 68. Yeah, it was 68 when I talked about my COVID experience. I said, I'm getting the shot because before that I was skeptical. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't really know anybody that was getting sick or dying. And then as we've been progressing in this pandemic, I've noticed I've, I've been hearing people and people close to me getting sick and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, uh, you know, I definitely got vaccinated because one thing was I had to protect myself and my family because being out of work for three weeks, we make a lot of, we make decent amount of money at work where I can't afford 
to lose thousands of dollars because I don't, I'm going to be stubborn and not take a shot. I'd rather take a shot and be done with it and move on forward. Right. So you ended up getting two weeks of COVID pay? I got two weeks of COVID pay, but that's all you get. Um, can't you, like, get FMLA? Yeah, but you don't get paid. You have to use all your, you have to use all your PTO. Oh, and right. you know me, I use all my PTO. As soon as they give them to me, they're gone. Right. So, okay. you know, unless you got a lot of money saved, you know. But who wants to keep missing work every time? I know people get. I've gotten COVID twice or three times. Right. Who wants to sit around and and, and who wants to fuck around and get COVID that many times? Right. You know. Right. It was a, uh, it was a choice to protect me, my family, and my, my fat. Same thing. As soon as my my youngest is is eligible and it's FDA approved, I got a protector. Right. I know I know my, one of my cousins, he was five years old. The, the whole whole household got COVID, but he had to get hospitalized. When he got out of it, when he got out of the hospital, he was a type, they, he was type 2 diabetic, basically. So we don't, we're still barely learning of what, what this COVID, what the outcome is after you have it. We don't right. know what's going to happen down the road. I know for my parents, for people who don't know, the reason why I, wish, I missed a couple weeks was because my parents did were hospitalized it turns out my dad did have pneumonia and covid my mom same as well N- pneumonia and covid hospitalized they both got out couldn't walk in wheelchairs had to pick them up put them in the restroom it was it was tough they're they're 60 they're young and to see them struggling to go through this it, it was it was definitely a, a life-changing experience and a couple days later my dad was having trouble breathing that night. I was at a friend's house, got a call from my sister. I drove, I basically raced over there, up the street, and he was having trouble breathing. At first, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's having an anxiety attack. You know, I, I've had anxiety attacks. I had anxiety when I got better from COVID, but I just had that anxiety of, man, dude, it's something you never experience. Mm-hmm. And we called the ambulance. The ambulance came, and the fire department. What's well, the fire department that comes, and they have their own uh, med team. And they've been in the house already a handful of times. They actually went to my house when I called 911 when I had COVID because I was having trouble breathing. And my vitals ended up being good, but I wanted to make sure because I wasn't going to try to tough it out. Go, I'll right. get better. I'll get better. No, I was, I was no. I, I got to be here for my family. I got to be responsible. And so when I checked my oxygen levels, they were really low. But when they used their equipment, it showed that my vitals were better than what the equipment I had was showing me. So we were monitoring my dad with the, my mom and dad with the same thing after they got to the hospital with mm-hmm. the uh, the oximeter and t- checking their temperatures and stuff like that. And so when my dad, when I went to the house, my dad thought he was having anxiety attack. The ambulance took him, took him to, we told him this time take him to St. Jude because they took him to Anaheim Memorial the first time. And we felt that they didn't really treat him. They, they kind of just let him just lay there to die because uh, he ended up having a collapsed lung. One of his lungs had collapsed and he had a hole in his lung. Now, one of the procedures they do before they let you go is they check your lungs mm-hmm. because COVID does affect, affect your lungs. It's a respiratory illness. It doesn't start as a respiratory illness. It starts as like a flu, flu-like symptoms. Right. And then as the, as the virus is attacking and growing in your body, it eventually reaches down to your lungs and that's how people die. Is it, it attacks their lungs and eventually that's why they put you on a ventilator. But there's three different stages of when they when it comes to your breathing they give you high oxygen and then after that they do i don't know what the, the second part is but the last part is the ventilator mm-hmm. because before they would just throw you on a ventilator because they didn't know what was going on with you mm-hmm. now they have different stages they they 
they they determine what stage you know how severe you are but for my mom they gave her the monoclonal antibodies mm-hmm. which is it, it helps it's it's the antibodies from from like when people get sick mm-hmm. and they get covid we built antibodies to help fight against it later on if we come across it and so they gave the minister that and then i think they were given they were giving them both steroids i don't think they gave my dad a monoclonal antibodies but he uh so he uh, he got hospitalized went to saint jude and he was in there for about another two weeks and at the same time my brother had already passed right mm-hmm. and so a couple days later so we, it was me my sister my mom planning the funeral and then my mom came down with another infection mm-hmm. so then it got to the point where her fever was at 104 she wasn't feeling good she was delirious so we had to you know take her to the hospital again uh they said she had an infection gave her more medicine she came home still wasn't doing right especially with her son had just right. passing and i think she was depressed too i know she was so they ended up taking her back to the emergency uh and then she, the second time they admitted they they brought her into the hospital they uh administrated her and she was in there for a couple weeks too and they were both in there we got my sister got a couple weeks break but we also had to plan the funeral. We had to continue on right. and say, hey, our brother's been passed for so long already. We have to we have to bury him. It's, it's him been to too rest. long. Yeah, put him to rest. Uh, August August 11th was his, uh, the date he had passed. Uh, we didn't find him until the next morning. Uh, August 11th at 930 he had passed. Uh, it was crazy because my mom and dad were both at the emergency that night because my mom was really sick with COVID too. And they didn't get home till two in the morning that that night, and so they figured he was sleeping, didn't bother to check. And then the next morning, this is when they were like, "Hey, we haven't heard him move around. Go check." And then that's when they checked, and they found him. Uh, he had passed in his sleep. So, yeah, we had to put him to rest, and we we didn't think my mom and dad were gonna make it, but they both got out just in time. I think like five days before, we had to bury my brother, and they were both in wheelchairs. Um, that was the hardest part at the funeral was. I couldn't really talk to anybody. I was just in this place where, you know, I've cried so much, you know, especially doing the video. I made I made a short video. I could show you later before you leave. That okay. uh, was a 14 minute video. I was making that video every night, working bits and pieces of the pictures, putting everything in order, how to add music. Mm-hmm. I was uh, putting in special effects on certain pictures. And so every night I would work a little bit of it. And then until it got to the point where I just started crying. And then I would get up and walk away and, and go, okay. So when they played that, that video at, at the funeral, I already cried so much because I made it. Right. And so I, I, shed, I, did, I, I still shed a tear. The hardest part was right after that, I had to go do the eulogy. So that's when I kind of broke down a bit. I, I, tried to, I was trying to write a eulogy. I was trying to write it the night before. I, I just couldn't. There's too much to write. Right. Way too much to write. I, lived, I shared a room with this guy for 22 years. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've been through so many journeys and adventures and, you know, I, I could talk about everything we've done for weeks. And so I just basically, you know, said some simple things about them. But I was, uh, you know, more worried about helping my parents with, the, you know, getting them up. The hardest part was getting them up in the we rented a party, not a party. Well, it's a party bus, a shuttle, we rented mm-hmm. a shuttle. And to get them up in the steps, you know, was pretty hard, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they still can't walk. You know, right. they can only walk a few feet. So it was it was tough. It was a really tough, uh, tough thing. But we got through it. And uh, everybody's at home recovering. They got therapists coming over a couple times a week to get them. And it looks like they'll make – I'm pretty sure they're going to make a full recovery. 
it's just it was just scary those those moments you know you right. didn't know if they were gonna make it mm -hmm. you know my brother was 35 my parents are, are, are 61 and 62 right and you know what um there's a lot of skepticism i don't know if that's the appropriate word but that's what came to my mind of how nobody really believes in this like covid you know it, they think it does it's not gonna affect them until it's someone close to you you know like my friend Erica, she's in Corpus Christi. She's also a military veteran. She actually served 20 years. She's out and she called me and she's, you know, she told me she was sick and I always check up on her every day. Hey girl, how you doing? Oh my goodness, she sounded so bad. She couldn't even talk. So I told her, you know what, just rest. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, she's like my best friend. So mm -hmm. I kind of got scared for her. So I was calling her every day and she wouldn't pick up and I would text her like, girl, are you okay? Are you okay? You know, because mm -hmm. it does hit you like, oh my gosh, she mm -hmm. sounded so bad. And you can hear her voice that it was like she was weak to even speak because usually she's up and going. And I was like, what can I do for my friend since, you know, I'm not over there. So, mm -hmm. you know, thank, thankfully for Grubhub <laughs> and Postmates, I was, you know, sending was she her able food. to eat? She, I send her soups. Oh, I send soups, her soups. Okay. I looked up online, you know, whatever was close to her, and I send her some soups. Her and her son got sick at the same time, so I'm like, I know when I get sick, I'm down. Oh yeah, I heard you. I remember you telling me this over the phone. I remember this story. Yeah. But I didn't know the. I didn't know how they. I knew you were telling them they were going through it. I didn't know the. Yeah. The outcome. What, what, what? Oh, she's better now. It took her a minute. She's back to working out, and she's telling me, "Girl, I'm working out with like five pound weights." Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because you you're over. so weak. You're so weak. You're, you know, in bed rest, like three weeks of, of just not doing anything, just being in the bed. I'm sure it atrophies your um, muscles. Mm. So you got to start slow. And, you know, I told her, don't don't be. How long how long did, was she sick for? Like the symptoms? Three weeks. Three, three weeks. Yeah, I heard Delta is three weeks now. Oh, wow. Mine was two. I got the one before Delta. So mine was, well, the, my fever broke after the 10th day it, yeah. it, it broke but it was i was still i still had uh, congestion in my in my lungs stuff like that i was weak you know but once that fever broke that's when i knew like it was crazy because i called the ambulance on day nine because my oxygen levels had dropped right and they came and they did my vitals it says you're fine you know you, the hospital is going to take you because they got worse people over there so you you have to toughen it up and one of the firefighters goes what day are you on I told him day nine. He goes, by tomorrow, you, you should start feeling better. And I had already been reading up mm -hmm. on, on the mm -hmm. days of what you should be feeling. And I read that, too. On day 10, you should everything should be good. But if it continues on, then you, you have to quarantine longer. It could go up to three weeks. Yeah. So I went that day, uh, that night, I, and I had that comfort over me, like, hey, I'll be fine. Let's get through this. Because you just being sick for that long. Who's sick for that long? Right. Who gets sick for 10 days? Right. You're sick. You're sick, sick. And every night it would get worse. And they said because, I, and what I read is the reason why it gets worse at like six o'clock it would get worse. It would say the re, they would the research said the reason why you would get more sick after six is because your body's used to relaxing at that time. Oh, and when okay. your body tries to relax, it can't. So it has to go in overdrive, and then mm -hmm. you, you get sick more because uh, your body. Okay, so your body is it's, you're working all day, so your body's fighting it. And then at six, you go. Your body goes to rest, and that's why you get sick or more. You feel worse mm -hmm. it's because your body knows that's the time it rests. 
there was a point i forgot what day it was i had this rush of adrenaline this rush of just everything just went away for 10 minutes and i just uh, my heart was beating fast i was like oh you know this is like anxiety i don't know and i got up i went in the backyard backyard and i started walking back and forth breathing walking back and forth i didn't know what it was it was just this rush of adrenaline uh it wasn't like i was having trouble breathing like anxiety attack it was more of like this rush of adrenaline like mm-hmm. i don't know what it was it was crazy um but after that i went back in the room and i had this this sense of relief for a little bit and then i went back to you know i had a, a covid insomnia couldn't sleep <laughs> couldn't sleep and then i didn't want to sleep on i didn't want to sleep on my side because they said sleeping on your side your back laying completely flat is what causes pneumonia right so i would sleep sit trying to sit up as high as possible mm-hmm. and I still remember it. I mean, when I got better, I started crying. I started crying. I was watching the documentary on China when it first hit and all the dead bodies in the hospital. Right. I started crying, man, because it, I could, that could easily have been me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was fighting for my life. I could easily just let myself go. You know, no, no, Tylenol wasn't working. Advil didn't work. Everything just made my temperature go, go up even higher. So I had to just tough it out. You know, I couldn't take anything to, to relieve any pain. But so your friend made a full recovery. She did. She did. I remember even past the third week, she I would still talk to her and she would cough. So I knew it wasn't really gone. And she's a part-time teacher, substitute teacher. She has her master's in psychology, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, she's working part-time at the school. That's how she ended up getting sick, you know. And would, was she one that didn't want to take the vaccine? No, she had gotten the first vaccine. She got the first vaccine, and actually, oh, she did. by the time by the time her um, her sickness was still kind of well, it was still kind of lingering. But you could say it was over the ten days, and then you had over the fifteen days. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Well, my second dose is coming up. Should I go take it? Should I wait?" And she, I think, they had her wait for another two weeks. So it went way past that month and a half. Wow. Yeah. So, but, you know, you just got to follow the protocols on taking your vaccines. I mean, um, the way I see it is, you know, sometimes some people feel like your body's going to fight it. And, yeah, it's your own personal choice. But if a vaccine is there and it's able to help, then it's, you know, it's cool. I I know that it's still kind of new and a lot of people are skeptical. Well, I know some, know someone, some, I know a few people said that people have passed away from a vaccine. Right. I've also heard st- stories of a message. It's messes. It messed with their heart. Mm-hmm. Now they're having heart trouble. Right. You know, uh, I, I really don't know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I compare it, look at, there's always going to be some type of, you just don't know. Mm-hmm nothing's nothing's guaranteed right. you're not guaranteed to wake up in the morning right you're not guaranteed to make it get in your car and go to work right nothing's guaranteed in life mm-hmm. and we have we have you know what are we going to do to build our immune system this is we, vitamin we, c dude vitamin yeah. c <laughs> yeah yeah but we can't we can't it, it just it, it can i did feel conflicted but now I had to weigh my options. I'm mm-hmm. going to take the shot. I'm not going to sit here and, and this is all we have. Mm-hmm. Just because we got a phone and it gives you a bunch of information doesn't mean we know it all. We're, oh, we're, we're, we're still learning. Right. We got scientists in the lab. We got people 
trying to come up with, with new things. They're coming mm-hmm. out with a COVID pill. Right. I don't care where it came from. I don't care if it, if it came from a lab. I don't, I'm not even going to go down those rabbit holes anymore. Mm-hmm. All I can tell you is from my experience. Right. What you're going through. Yeah. And, and that's it. And, I, and I'm going to go based upon what I've been going through. And, and to hear other, other people's stories. And I'm sorry for that. Right. You know, was I scared to get the vaccine? Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to have a, a inflammation of the heart or I was going to have a, a, adverse, a severe, reaction. adverse reaction. Mm-hmm. But they do give you a questionnaire. Uh-huh. And a lot of these people, I don't know if they're going to see their doctors regularly and checking their hearts and, and getting their blood work. Some people go in and just check, no, 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 no. And you don't know if you have a kidney problem. You don't know if you have an underlying health issue. That's because true. how many of us really do go and get our checkups, our yearly checkups, and get blood work? Right. I guarantee you 99% of us, if we did, if we didn't, the ones that did never went to the doctors, 99% of you decided, okay, I'm going to go to the doctor to get checked. Doctor's going to have a whole list of shit probably wrong with you. Right. And maybe I think some people get scared to actually find out what's really wrong with them. I mean, if you're a UPS or if you're a Teamster, like there should be no reason why you're not getting your, you know, annual checkup because you have insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, what cracks me up. Like you walk around and I'm a big teeth person. Oh, so yeah, 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 I've told you about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like. How the heck are you a teamster and you got a jacked up grill? Like you have a dental insurance. Looks like you've been eating Cheetos all day. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeto puffs. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're a teamster, you should not have a problem going to the doctor every year. Just get checked up. You know, you want to run your, your, whether it's cholesterol. I mean, because we eat out a lot, you Mm -hmm. know, when we're Mm -hmm. around. All that food that we eat, I mean, whether it's, you know, good or bad or whatever, you never know. High cholesterol, mm-hmm. um, high blood pressure from sh- from salt, you know, you never know. Go get checked out. Yeah, I think the majority of people are just scared. They are, and they're scared to find out what's really wrong. Well, it cracks me up when people send me videos, and the person on the video's teeth are falling out. Don't take the vaccine. It's got a, it's got a, a, a chip in it. Yeah, it's got a chip in it. The government, so the government can know where I'm at. Come on, yeah, yeah, government. You want to know where I'm at? I'm at work. They already checked you down with yeah. your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know where I'm at, government? And I'm at home. <laughs> Shit, ask my friends. They know where I'm at. Yeah, I mean they're really tracking you with your phone too. You don't let your phone go. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know where we're at already. Uh, just a, just a different stuff. We look at only time's gonna tell. Right. Only time's gonna tell. This is this will definitely be in the history books. Oh, talking about history right now with the Teamsters. This is history. What's happening right now? Yeah, tell me a little history. bit. Tell me a little bit. You were just in Vegas. Let me, tell, tell, tell the party. audience a little bit about Vegas. No, um, I went over there for the women's conference. It's an annual thing that they have. Um, I've missed the last three, I believe. This one was in Vegas. I've been to Vegas before in a conference, but it was way different. Like pre-COVID and post-COVID, I can definitely see the difference. You know, just walking into the big auditorium, it was maybe like a third full from what we used to be, you know. So I know not a lot of people went. And um, I got to meet new, new women from different places. I met a girl named Jessica from Houston. She... He, she had just started driving. She was she was barely a year. And we met at that Latin booth. And they had like a shirt. 
And I was just like, hey, you know, can I buy that shirt? And the girl's like, I know you. And I was like, what? You know me? How the heck you know me? I don't know this girl. She's like, you're on the shirt. And I was like, what? Where? Oh, smack. I didn't know. (laughs) That was pretty cool. But anyways, going back to Jessica, she had just been one year in um, driving. Mm -hmm. And um, I was hanging out with some of the ladies that work for local, local 396. Blanca and Yanira, both Mm -hmm. of them. They're the ladies that, you know, answer questions in the local. They're the ones that process all your union dues. And they were actually there because they, you know, this conference that we go to is not just for us. It teaches people different things. Like Teamster-wise, they're going to teach you the contract. There's actually like a UPS uh, class. Uh, contract class there's another one for stress lowering down stress um another one for um the lgbtq teamsters you know um they also had a latin one um si se puede class so it it was that's where ron and uh, maria was were there um let me see what else they also have a uh mad black women i didn't get to go to that one but i wanted to go to that one um it it just teaches you different angles i feel in working with the teamsters and it teaches you a lot uh i think a lot of things that i took in while i was there was that we take our contract for granted and when you go you get to meet other people their their contract is not as good as ours Mm-hmm. For example, I met this one girl. She says her co-payment's $30. Mm-hmm. We, our co-payment's like $10, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, man, our contract is good. Mm-hmm. Other people's contract, they don't, they only get like Christmas and New Year's Eve off and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Where we get Labor Weekend, um, Memorial Weekend, you know, Fourth mm-hmm. of July weekend, so you start comparing it's like wow we're pretty spoiled over here mm. so anyways going back to those classes um yanita and um blanca were there for the titan class mm-hmm. that's a system that they use i just found out the system that they use to process all your union dues all the paperwork that they do for you know mm-hmm. the teamsters so they were there to getting the update on all that so that was pretty cool i was hanging out with them and then we met this other lady from local 848 and uh we were all hanging out i also got to meet a girl that um i was friends with on instagram mm-hmm her brother like i was telling you earlier he's from local 952 he was a steward as well got taken down after the new slate took in and she's actually with local 63 she's a steward as well she's pretty young her name is tiffany and i got to meet her there i mean you get to meet a lot of women you get to see a lot of angles from what we do and just the camaraderie between everybody, nobody's hating on, e- on each other. Everybody's bringing everybody up. And, you know, we all, we're all there to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, some people bring up issues where, you know, we work in a male dominant environment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when we are working with males, they tend to treat us a certain way where they won't um, respect us. And they'll give us different angles to be able to deal with those issues, you know. And we've had some issues in our local with that. So it's given me a different perspective on how to handle certain situations. And, 
keep the environment respectful. Is this your first time going to the convention? No, no, I've gone to, uh, I went to the one in Boston where I met Sean O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's nothing like Ron. I mean, not because I'm with Local 396, but Ron actually comes over and talks to you. And, you know, Sean, I feel like I'm up here. You're down here. I got to get away, you know? Where Ron is actually talking to the people like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know, he's down. He's like down here with us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's with mm-hmm. the people. You know, what's that one thing he called it? The lunchroom, lunchroom uh, camaraderie where he goes and sits down with people and talks to them one on one. And he's a humble dude. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that from Sean. But I, anyway, so I met him in, in Boston. I also went to the one in um, in Hollywood and the one pre-COVID, mm-hmm. Vegas. So this is my fourth one. Wow. Yeah, this is my fourth one. But yeah, it was, it was very, very different from before. I feel like before they had more books, more pamphlets. I actually went looking for pamphlets and books, you know, and I couldn't find them, but it's okay. Wow. Yeah. How does someone learn, learn like if it's a girl that works here, how do they get a hold of if they want to be part of this, say, next convention or they want to get involved if they're, if they're Teamsters? Where, where would they get information from? First off, you got to start going to union meetings. You know, I don't know why it's been irritating me. I'm like talking from the heart right now. No, so go for it. They're going to probably hate me. But anyways, it's been really bothering me how we're Teamsters and we don't get involved. Nobody gets involved. But you enjoy your time off, right? Enjoy you enjoy your, your nine five. Well, most everything. people use their benefits, right? Dude, every yeah, you get benefits. You get nine five. You get eight hour requests. All of that was thanks to the people. Even you wear your beard. Your beard. That's that's all Teamsters. Somebody went out there and fought for it. Somebody was involved. Somebody was involved with. I think it was me because I had to get a doctor's note. Finally, <laughs> after they kept writing me up. Thank you, guys. And then, ne- and then next week, everyone started growing beards, and I was like, "How? What? You got your paperwork? No, what paperwork? <laughs> they just started growing beards, and next thing you know, UPS goes, "Yeah, you can have beards now." And I says, "Man, do you know how many years it took me to get this paperwork for yeah. me to grow a beard?" Yeah. And now they, the UPS goes boom. Now you can grow. I, I don't know if it will. I just noticed once I started growing mine, everyone started growing beards. I was well, like, you know, they paid out millions of dollars, so they figured, hey, we keep paying out because of these beards. You know, we're just gonna let everybody wear their beard. How were they paying uh, out? What okay, let's to- say you have a religious uh, background, mm-hmm. so your religion doesn't allow you to shave your beard, mm-hmm. or you know, you gotta have a beard. I don't know how that works, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that comes down from like the Muslim. Uh, anyways, I don't know. I want to. I don't want to get all technical with it, but I just kind of overread on online that they paid out millions of dollars to chit. So let's say you have a. And you're getting harassed and. Exactly. You know. Hey, you got to shave. Hey, you got to shave. Like, well, my religion, and they don't believe you. So then you file a grievance, and then they got to pay you out, right? Uh, yeah, they got to yeah, pay yeah. you out. So imagine everybody that's doing that. Hey, you know what? I get razor bumps. I got a doctor's note. You know, it's not okay. You're harassing me. So you follow grievance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get scared following grievances. You know, oh, no, they're going to attack me. No, there's already a contract in place. Even before you even came to work for UPS, there was already a contract in place that protects your working rights. And it's all on there, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's what happened. So anyways, going back to what I was telling you, you get all these benefits, you enjoy everything that comes with being a teamster. But we ask you to go to a freaking meeting once a month and you can't even do that. Okay, we're not asking you to drive from Lancaster to Covina. Now you can go on Zoom in your bed. You can't even do that. We're the and teamsters. The we're the that union. Come up to you and go, hey, can you do this? Hey, what's going on? And, well, maybe if you went to the stupid, maybe if you went to the meeting, stupid, you would know what's going on. Nobody, nobody like really knows what was happening until I started communicating with them. Hey, you know what? This is serious. What's what's about to happen right now? Um, one of the things that I, I want to let everybody know is our pension. Our pension's at stake. We easily know that the East Coast pension isn't that great. Mm. Ours is doing beautiful. It's nice. It's cushiony. You can retire. You don't have to worry about, you know, money running out. We're, we're doing great. We're doing great. Mm -hmm. What do we got? I think Ron, his, his last debate, what do you say? 50 million? Dude, we, got, we, got, we, we got more than that. We got more than that. There's, I don't want the East Coast to get mad at us, <laughs> so I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> so anyways, let's say uh, Sean O'Brien takes over uh, one of the ways that he's going to want to uh, help his pension is like, let's say, I'm just going to keep it at a dollar, not make mm -hmm. it hard. So let's say the company gives us a dollar. So he's going to put 70 cents into his and he's going to put 30 in ours. Why? Oh, because he wants to help his pension grow and ours is already good. Uh -huh. And because we're all teamsters, we should unite. Uh, no, you guys messed up. You guys deal with that. Get rid of the 25 and out. He was trying to blame. Zuckerman was trying to blame the the reason why they're like that, because we Hoffa turned their backs on them over there. Not 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 speaking exact words, but this is what I got from it. He's saying the reason why is when it came to negotiations, they they turned their back on the centrals and east coast, and and focused more on on the west. And that's you know because we when we when they all get together and and they negotiate, and when it came down to it, they took care of the west more than they took care of the central and and the east. Okay, let's go back to the basics. Okay. We had the two-thirds rule, right? Mm -hmm. Which got voted out. And let me clarify. This was a combined agreement between Ron, Sean, whatever was going on in the committee, everybody with Hoffa, whatever you want to call it. It was all agreed upon. It was not Sean O'Brien that passed the two-thirds rule. It was not Zuckerman. It was a combined agreement. Okay, let's clarify that. The two-thirds rule says that if not if two-thirds of the Teamsters internationally vote on the contract, the contract is gonna pass. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have two-thirds, no 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 no. Let me clarify this. Yeah, yeah. So let's say two-thirds of the people vote no on the contract the contract's not gonna pass right but let's say we don't have those two-thirds of people the contract automatically passes 
So to vote something down, two thirds of the population have to agree that they don't want it and it won't happen. And the problem is no one's voting. Exactly. We have millions of Teamsters. So what changed then? Was that before? Because I know it changed. The two-thirds rule changed. Yeah, it just changed recently. When we went to the convention, mm-hmm. um, there was an agreement. There was a panel. They were so all talking about it. So now you don't need it. two-thirds anymore. No, no, not two-thirds. So now you don't need two-thirds. It's just going to be based on the amount of people, people that, that vote. Voted. Right. Because a lot of people didn't agree with the last contract that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a good contract. I think it is a good contract, and I'm going to tell you why. Before, people that wanted to go driving are cover drivers. Mm-hmm. You're not guaranteed nothing. Mm-hmm. You get four hours today, bye. Now two, two, you get four. five hours, bye. Now two, two, fours are guaranteed eight hours. You, you're guaranteed your 40 hours a week. You're guaranteed. You can come back from a route after five hours and they don't have nothing for you. You go sweep, go unload, go do something. There, you're guaranteed eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. So now... Um, the way Zuckerman and Sean O'Brien it. put it. Well, this is what they're selling to everybody. You're doing the same job as a regular package car driver. Why should you be getting paid less? But think about it. The reason as regular package car driver gets what they get paid is because of their experience. They already went through the whole cover driving phase. They already went through the trials and tribulations, which, you know, mm-hmm. you're causing the company money when you're misdelivering, when you're not delivering, when you're losing packages, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously they know that there's going to be a risk when they're not paying you, when they're paying you top pay, you know? You're not, you're not, um, you're not that advanced as a driver. Mm-hmm. So that's why you get paid less. Mm-hmm. So, But there's room, there's, as seniority grows, when positions open up, hey, we got a Monday through Friday schedule, full time. Uh, package driver do you want to take it yeah and, and you you're guaranteed 40 that. hours mm-hmm. yeah you're guaranteed 40 hours so how are you going to turn rather, that down i'd rather take that than take that than take cover exactly but like going back to what i'm trying to tell you zuckerman and sean o'brien are selling their pe- their speech to people saying that you're doing the same thing as a regular package car driver you should get paid the same well let's take out 22.4 Mm-hmm. If we didn't have 22.4, you'd be a regular package car driver. Mm-hmm. You're not guaranteed any hours. You'd be a cover driver. Yeah, you would be a cover driver. You get me? Yeah, yeah. So now you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed your 40 hours. So would you rather be a full-time? Oh, and let's not forget that they're paying 100% into their pension. When you're a cover driver, the company's not paying 100% into your pension. You're, what are you're still part-time. Yeah. Part-time. So either way... This benefits you. The twenty two four does benefit people, but yeah, because as a cover driver, even though you worked, say you worked uh, forty hours a week for fifty two weeks, your your time is still considered part time. It is. It and is. As a two two four, it's not. It's not. You, you're already a hundred percent into your pension. I mean, really, don't get stingy. You know, you're. That's pretty good. I look at all the people that were cover drivers for eight years, and then they went regular package car driving and then yeah they're a top pay now but yeah. they did their time They'll they be, learned yeah i know people that are cover drivers for eight ten years mm-hmm. and that turned when they go full-time that turns into five years yeah full-time yeah so they get to drive for another five years full-time to you know make up for that lost time 
Yeah. Because in this company, let's just be real here. Who wants to work in their, who wants to be a driver in their 60s? Right. 65. Who wants to work past 65 as a driver? Right. It's already hard enough with technology and everything. They're, they're putting more work on the trucks. Yeah. And you got these speedy, young 224 drivers. And yeah, I, I, I know you guys want to make money too, man. But we, we all had that, that progression. Mm-hmm. There can't be that jump from $15 an hour to $40 an hour overnight. UPS won't allow it either. Yeah. I don't know what these guys thinking they're gonna what what kind of maneuver they're gonna they're to pull. Yeah. Even even when you didn't go driving, like we had a guy in our building who was a preloader for a couple of years and he went driving he just waited full full time. He didn't go cover, he didn't do air. So he was on a four year progression. Even him, he's still mm-hmm. on a four year progression. Mm-hmm. Because why? He doesn't have the experience. So how do you jump from one to another that's just the way it is mm-hmm. you're trying to become a professional 100 percent grade a driver right mm-hmm. so anyways yeah so back to what i was telling you i'm just kind of upset at how all the teamsters love the benefits but don't participate in what's happening they are clueless on what's happening this is the time where you should be involved. You should know what's at risk. Your pension's at risk. You know, this is the money that they've built. All the Teamsters have built before us. We still got to protect the pension for the people that retired. I know I want to be retired one day, and I don't want to be worried about, oh, my gosh, I'm depending on all these active Teamsters because retirees can't vote. So all the active Teamsters are the ones that are going to vote. So all these retirees are depending on you guys to vote, be active. Everybody vote. This is like serious. Later on when the East Coast, God forbid, they take over and you don't see growth in your pension because they're taking those 70 cents and we're only getting 30 or they might even take 80 and give us 20 or they might take 90 and just give us 10. This is like serious. Don't we got to vote on that too though? If well, say they do get in and they try to implement that into the the next UPS contract, don't we still get to vote on that too, though? It it's it, how can I explain to you when the company gives the money to the union, mm-hmm. um, they can distribute it. It's not really against anything. Oh, okay. They can distribute it. It's still going to the pension. It's still going to someone's pension. You get me? Uh-uh-uh. I don't know. I just say. So how's everything being distributed right now? Every West Coast keeps the West Coast. The East Coast, Coast keeps East Coast. the East Coast. That's it. We're not going to combine nothing. We're not combining that's, anything so that's right what now. They want to do. They want to combine. They want to combine. No, we don't want that. We do not want that. Well, everybody knows in, in the central state. I mean. Look at California is the the number number two wealthiest state in the United States. We we got the the biggest economy. I think that we're ranked number two as far as economy bringing in revenue. Mm-hmm. We're number two. We're number five in the world. You, compare that to other states that don't have that much work, underdeveloped rural areas. Is is it fair that we break bread with them, and 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 
you know, when they're working six hours, they're not guaranteed aid. I mean, everything has to be adjusted. It's a business. Okay, put it this way. Um, let's say there's three people and you hand each person a dollar, dollar, dollar. One person goes off and they multiply the dollar, come back with 50. The other one loses. The other one comes back in the negatives. Now, is the person that made up going to give the person that lost? Why should they? They were smart enough to multiply their money. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're teamsters. Yes, we're brothers and sisters. But we can't be helping everybody that's making mistakes. So if they vote for Ron and, and Baerma, they're going to they're gonna fix the central and, yes, and eastern yes, states. They're going to yes. get them. Yes. Get them to where we're at. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think their biggest problem in the in the East Coast is that they have the 25 and out. So you're only working 25 years and that's it. So we get rid of the 25 and out. And now you're going to have people working a little longer if they want to work to 30, 35. That's more money into the pension. That's one way to fix it. Mm-hmm. You start putting more money into the pension that way. Mm-hmm. People don't have to retire. But if you're forced to retire, then, yeah, you're minimizing. I think the 25 and out is not a really good idea. Wow. So they have that in the in the east side, twenty five and out. <coughs> how do they yeah. how do they come up with that rule? What is that rule? Sean O'Brien. Zuckerman. And they've all voted on that, huh? They all voted. Or I don't know their the, deal. The two thirds. No, no, no. They're they're on their deal over there. Twenty five and out. We don't have that over here. We don't have the twenty five and out. Here we have people that have forty years and still haven't retired. So how come how come Hoffa couldn't couldn't correct that then? Well, look at it this way. It's like departments, right? Mm-hmm. He's like the president. Mm-hmm. He's on top, and now you got Ron up here, here. and then we got uh, Randy Kamak, for example. He's with Local sixty three, and then we got Ron Local three ninety six. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing different things for the local, do you think? Hoffa's going to be paying attention to what they're doing. No. No, he's got other stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got other bigger things that he's mm-hmm. worried about, you know. Mm-hmm. There's bigger things that, that happen. And we're not the only company. He's got, no, he's got no, other no, 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 no. So he's relying on these two to run their local, you know. If mm-hmm. they're going to, I think if you're being put in charge of something, somebody should not be hovering over you and see, make sure that you're doing what, what you're supposed to they're actually trusting you that's why you're okay, even put I get in that now. position i'm just right? I'm, i want to make sure everything's clarified for the listeners too yeah i'm i'm, I'm learning i'm still learning too I'm just, I'm, yeah. i don't know everything but that makes sense now. i'm learning too dude i'm i'm learning a lot i when i went to these meetings so ron, I gets, ron and vitamin get in there they're they're going to be able to have influence mm-hmm. on on the on those lo- uh, locals that that or, or losing the 25 and out and well the them actually being like in the hole being in the red what they call it um that's like number one priority we got to mm-hmm. get all those people all those teamsters that retired a peace of mind knowing that they're they can retire in peace that they don't have to be working part-time right mm-hmm. that everybody's put in their time why should they still be worried about their money coming in they mm-hmm. shouldn't 
Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, hey, we're doing good on the, on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Why can't they do good as well? And if we put the right people in the chair, they'll make it happen. They already got rid of the two-thirds rule, and that was just a collaboration between everybody. You know, we can't sit here and bash everybody for what they do wrong. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Because so, I don't know if you've heard uh, the what was it the um, the debates. Yeah, I, I you, watched. You watched I've them? watched the first one, and then I watched the one with Ron. So, Ron only one only debated once, right? He only debated once. Yeah, I saw that one, and I saw the first one with Baidma and Sean O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. So if you listen to the debates, you see the way they come. And you guys can watch the videos on YouTube. Just type in Teamsters mm-hmm. National Debate or yeah. Vadma versus O'Brien Debate. Just type it in. It'll, yeah, it'll pop up. Yeah. yeah, it's on YouTube. You can watch it about an hour long. Yeah. So um, if you sit there and you watch at both of them debate, Vaidma and Ron, I feel like they, they talk to you. They tell you what they want to do. They answer, right? Mm-hmm. And the other slave just attacks us the whole time. Did you listen to the closing speech for Ron? Yeah. And you saw the way he just flowed and he just brings in that, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this. No let's one get cheered this for done. him, though. They cheered no, for the no, other no, guy. No, 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 because, because he obviously. He's in Chicago. No, no, no. Let's, no, because uh, Zuckerman was going to go ahead and give his speech. So it was kind of like you listen to both and then you clap. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I felt like they, they clapped for Zuckerman and not Ron because... or the, So they waited until they both finished. They were supposed to. They were supposed to, and then they can do whatever they want, you know? Who went first? Ron did, though, right? Ron went first. And but then, you heard his speech. Yes. His speech was like, hey, you know what? This is where he's coming from. He's coming from the ranks. We want to put him in that position to be able to be our leader and and make things happen. Now... Zuckerman, I feel like. Did he say I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I was born a, a born into it? Or was that his intro or outro? Because he had his beginning speech at the end, but I remember he said, he says I was, I was I'm a Latino from the the you know. Blah, I'm blah, a little blah. Chicano yeah. kid. Yeah, I'm a, I, I was born and raised into the union. Uh-huh. I've been here. Was that his end? Was that the end? That, or the that, beginning? that was a closing speech. The close, okay. That was a closing speech. Yeah, I remember speech. it now. Okay, so when Zuckerman started talking. He was just like, the opposition. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, why are you concentrated on bashing us? Mm-hmm. And I say us because I'm, I'm obviously a delegate for Ron. Mm-hmm. Alternate delegate, but still delegate. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> and so I feel like he's attacking us. You know, it's like, dude, we're backing Ron 110%. When, 200%. Ron, told him, when Ron told him, he said something about local 63 or something oh, and Ron told him don't oh. he goes don't you he said so don't you talk and then I and talk then they, bad about yeah, 63 yeah then he put then the camera went back on uh Zuckerman and he had his eyeballs poked out of his glass because his glasses made his eyeballs bigger and when when the camera panned back onto him when Ron, Ron told him that his eyeballs got all big like, he looked oh. like he looked like the guy from <laughs> the trailer park boys bubbles 
You know when bubbles would get yeah. mad, his eyeballs would get all big. That's what he looked like. I'm like, man, he's got some bifocals on, dude. Yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, he did do a lot they, of bashing. They talk, they talk, and they don't understand that sometimes they're bashing, the, bashing themselves or mm-hmm. there's somebody that's supporting them. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when he's saying the Hoffa administration, the Hoffa, um, wasn't Sean O'Brien part of the Hoffa administration? Mm-hmm. You get me? So, mm-hmm. like, you're bashing your own people. And when they want to talk about this broken teamster and we're not broken, we're not broken in Sean O'Brien's speech. We want to be faster, stronger. How do you say faster? Well, why faster? I didn't mean, yeah, I'm pretty faster, sure. Stronger. Like what, what do you mean by that? Like, are you even paying attention to the things that you're saying? What do you mean that? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, I think they're just so worried about bashing that they're not really paying attention to what they're saying or who they're insulting. Because like Ron said it, yeah, you're insulting Local 63. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not sure if it's like 50-50, the backing for Sean O'Brien, mm-hmm. the Oslade or the Power Slate. I think there are certain locals where we're divided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my local is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Do they have any numbers coming in yet? I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. All I got to say is if you're in California, you need to vote. And the right vote is the power slave vote. (laughs) Oh, let me actually tell you. Um, When we went to the conference in Vegas, I accidentally walked into the Oz uh, room to watch the debate. I was scared. I walked in there. I should not feel scared. You had your shirt on? No. It wasn't about what I was wearing. It's the people that I was seeing. Now, I walked into the power slate, and I was like, oh, I'm at home. Dude, talking about diversity, 100%. The power slate is diverse. Mm-hmm. All the representatives, we got Italian, Mexican, white, straight, gay. We got them all. It's all diverse mm-hmm. because that's who we are as Teamsters. Mm-hmm. We're diverse. Everybody's different. And that's what makes us so powerful that we're not all the same. You know, mm-hmm. but when you walked into the other room. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Was, was it all? KKK. Really? <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was a lot of Caucasians. Nothing wrong with being white, but it made me feel very uncomfortable, you know, I wanna, because I there's wanna, no diversity. And they're probably the same ones that don't want, they don't believe in vaccinations, too. Baby? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know, but but people. as far as as far as vaccinations, I know you they know, both were. They're they, both vac- vaccinating, um, supporting uh, everybody to get vaccinated. They want everybody to get vaccinated, but they also take an accountability that you have a personal choice, and they're going to respect that. Mm-hmm. And so I know that the government wants the big corporates to corporations to have everybody vaccinated 100 percent. But we have a contract. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take that up to negotiations. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to get vaccinated, they're going to come up with a plan where you would have to get tested 
weekly or monthly. I don't know how it's going to work, but they're they are going to take that in accountability. So this is something real serious then where it's it's the first time in, in, in the history of I would think of UPS or in, any other big corporations that they're going to require because I know schools, they require you to have your vaccinations, measles, mumps and and uh, chicken pox and all that stuff. Yeah, you but know. you know what? I think it's kind of messed up, though. Um, if you are vaccinated and they give you your card to show proof. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't walk around with my immunization card in hand. I think my lady has hers, has mine in her purse. But I know you can no, scan I'm it. No, I'm talking There's about, an, I'm talking about your immunizations. Period. Oh, you have the, all of them. No, I'm saying, do you walk around with them? No. So why is COVID vaccination so different in all of that? We don't. We all don't walk around with our measles certification or um, chicken pox. Uh, we we don't walk around with that. But we walk around with with this. The COVID. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know you can scan it and you can put it into an app where, or, or not an app, but I think it's an app. But when you go into concerts now, you would just everything's already verified, and then they would just look at it and scan it and it would be verified. Because I guess there's a lot of fake vaccination cards going around now. Right. People are coming, are getting a hold of them and. I think one person got caught. They were going to Hawaii, and they spelled Moderna wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moderna's M-O, right? Moderna. Moderna. I think they spelled it's, M-A. It's M-A, because M-A. somebody Moderna. did yeah. say Moderna. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. Um, COVID is just different. This is new to us. It's really affecting everybody. Well, my brother, everybody around us. My brother's coworker passed away a few days after him. And then let me let me get this uh, straight for people that worked out of Whittier Center. Uh, this is local three nine six. I w- I was told by a, a coworker of mine. Uh, he was walking through his complex where he lived. He was wearing his Browns. He was walking his dog. And another guy with a set of Browns came up to him and asked him what hub he was from. He says, I'm from Anaheim. This person said he was from Cerritos. I don't know what center. And what I was told is that they he had heard they heard what happened to my brother. And what the rumor was going around was saying that my brother got sick on route, came off route. The driver who took over got sick, too, and, and died two days later after my brother for clarification, that is not true, okay, folks? That is not true. My brother did not get sick at work. He was on vacation when he got sick, okay? That, because I was hearing different rumors. I was trying to figure it out. My parents are sick, too. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't know what was going on until now. Now they're saying, no, he was scheduled vacation. He was off work. So, no, he wasn't working. He didn't come off sick, off the route sick. And no, the driver, that other driver that passed away too, did not take over his route. They didn't know each other. The guy has never done my brother's route that passed away. Rest in peace to that other guy too. I think his name was Ricky, if I'm correct. If I got it wrong, I apologize. But that was a rumor going around, and I'm letting you guys know that's not true, okay? But it is sad that those two drivers from the same center had passed. Well, you know what? Maybe it was somebody on, on the route. Maybe a customer that was, that had COVID. That That's the only thing that makes sense. 
Well, well, the guy never did my brother's route. The other oh, guy okay, passed. Okay, yeah, okay, the guys okay. never did the route. My brother was on vacation when he got sick. He wasn't. Oh. Yeah, the rumor was that he, my brother, had gotten sick on route. Like he was driving, he got sick, and he had to come off route. Pinches his muscles. Yeah, no. and then the guy, another driver, <laughs> showed up to take over the route. Yeah, and then he got sick, and then he died a few days later. No, that's not true. The Who guy they did rumors, rumors. Yeah, I had I had to, I had to bring that into uh, to light because I was told that by a, a friend of mine, and I was like, and I had a call, and I and I called Terry, and and I called my sister, and because I was getting calls from uh, Prudential and stuff, and they were trying to figure out, and and everything everything that was all wrong. It, it was because I was trying to figure it out too. I was like, what? You know, I was like, oh, they said he was on vacation, mm-hmm. so that that's what's going on with that. So that's not true, folks. So You know what? If I come here and I get COVID because you have COVID, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, I have freaking gags. Mm-hmm. Dude, it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get Well, that, I'm vaccinated you know? now. No, but I'm, I'm, protected. I'm just You're saying. Protected. Even when I came and you had COVID, I was, I the, was negative. Well, the picture I posted on Instagram of us, my face was all fucking red and swollen. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck's wrong? With, what do I look? And then sure enough. It was Friday, Saturday. I was working on the podcast. I started getting these these pains behind my eyes. I go, maybe my eyes are strained from looking at the laptop. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday was Valentine's Day. So I was barbecuing, drinking beers, mm-hmm. hanging out. And then Monday I woke up. I was like, oh, man, I don't feel good. And then it just, it was just downhill from there. Okay. Yeah. No, I was negative. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, oh, I'm in bed. I feel so sick. I'm yeah. Like, well, the guy that was here, he got sick too. Oh, okay. He got sick. Where'd you guys go after? No, we were in the car together. Oh. Yeah, we drove together, and the windows were up. He, his was different. His dragged on, like oh. he had mild symptoms, but they kept nagging on for for almost a month, I think. And then, and then once he got better, he started getting these these styes in his eye. Ew. Like these little pimples on on mm-hmm, his eyelashes, mm-hmm. and it, and it wouldn't go away. Like that just kept coming. I think they still continue to this day. And then like a, a, so like two months after that, he was playing football, and he he stepped on the ball. Like the ball hit the floor. And he mm-hmm. stepped on it, and his bone, his shin bone broke and went through his skin. Mm-hmm. He had to get a metal plate down his shin, like Conor McGregor. Oh wow. Yeah, and he's still not walking. Wow. Yeah, he's still he's still not walking. He's got surgery and had surgery and all that. So, I don't know how he's doing. I don't know. You haven't checked up on him? Well, he was. I sent everybody. The, the He said he was going to go to my brother's funeral. He didn't show up. So, I had sent him the address and everything. Hey, you know what? I thought it was really nice how they brought in hey, the trailer. Hey, shout out to... Uh, it was a local council, joint council 42. We are joint council 42, homie. Everybody. How you, many is it? Me. Local 63, local 848, local... Um, 396 local um one, 186 i think 186 too 9522 yeah so, so we're all we're all joint well, council 42 what does that mean for joint council don't... 42 is all the unions that are out here in the west coast it's like a group like it's like okay lamest terms um la county san bernardino county you know it's all the locals put together and they make one so that's what's Joint Council 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so we okay. all, they all work together. So when they have the, you know, like the women's conference, right after that, they had a Joint Council 42 uh, 
convention as well. So it was all like the business agents that went up there. They all come together and they all get on the same page. They talk mm. about important things. There's a lot of things that we don't see as members. Yeah, members yeah. We think or oh, business agent is somewhere in the office just mm. typing a computer. No, your business agent is taking care of panels, is taking care of uh, grievances, is going to conferences. Um, they're busy. They're constantly busy. So there's things that we don't see that they're actually doing because it's, yeah, it's the meeting with the members, then it's the meetings with them, and then it's the um, the joint council, and then they go into the international. Now, once they go into the international, then that's where you have all the joint councils, right? So, again, how we were talking yes. earlier, well, how did you. Hafa know? He doesn't know. You know, you you see the, it's like an umbrella. It's like an umbrella effect where it's like they all segregate, you know. They come into groups and then they kind of like, yeah. Trickle effect. Yeah, th uh, thank you for the, the they bought a, the big rig, mm. joint council 42, which we're all part of. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, no, that's not local 42. Because I even put it on the, on the Instagram. I go, no, wait, that's not local 42. I go... I go, that's joint council. And then yes, joint council. It kind of started, too. you know, so, yeah, they brought out a big rig. You guys can see it on my Instagram. I haven't posted anything on Facebook yet. And then we had my brother's truck was there. His mm -hmm. truck was there, and they had the sticker. It, uh -huh. it said UPS and Gaxiola and the in the Gaxiola. middle. And it was a very beautiful funeral. My, 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 my wife took my kids to my parents' house yesterday. I, came, I went to work, came home, mm -hmm. I was resting. And they took the kids over there, and, and when my wife comes back, she goes, "Oh, your mom was asking, how'd you guys get the truck, and who were all those guys in the in the the shirts?" And and, and my sister's like, "How do I get, be part of the mafia?" And <laughs> asking all these questions, like, "Who are all these people?" And I said, "Those are all I go. Those are all important people." Uh -huh. I go, "But Martin, you know, my my brother would come home. He never brought anybody over. Never brought uh -huh. friends over. I, I I guess they felt like he didn't have friends, and Martin, my brother did, and you." you you guys were at the funeral would have seen all the all his co-workers and everybody that was there and and yeah martin martin knew a lot of people too mm -hmm. but uh you know terry terry did you know that's yeah. to say because that that big rig that was there it was actually in the midwest before it got there it was they were delivering food to uh, uh giving aid to right. i think there's a hurricane mm -hmm. down there okay. or some tornadoes they were down there for some type of disaster they were there to, to bring aid mm -hmm. and they were on their way back when Terry gave him a call and says, hey, I need you to do this. And they couldn't make it into the cemetery. It was too big. And I already kind of knew that. Mm -hmm. But they were there, parked there uh, until the ceremony was over. So it was pretty cool. It was great to see my parents see that. It's you know? what he was a part of. Yeah. He was part of something big. And that's what I'm talking about. You're a teamster. You're part of something big. We do a lot of things, you know, like you just said right now, that truck was in the Midwest giving aid, relief to other people. I just how we do here in in L.A., we give relief to the women's uh, shelters. shelters. Yeah, there's things that people don't see, you know, Teamsters do a lot. It's not just, oh, they haven't handled my 9-5 grievance because I got violated three times, you know? Mm -hmm. They'll get to it. There's a lot of things that are very important that they do. And 
take care of that we're not, we don't even know that's happening you know mm-hmm. so just right now what is it uh the senator approved a um a pr- proposition for you know how the uber drivers categorize themselves as a contract driver even though they're working for uber mm-hmm. guess what we can actually go after them now and well, because that law just passed, right? Yes, yes. What so, was the law called? Do you remember? I don't AD remember. something? I, I don't remember. I, I do, but I, I can tell you about it. I mean, I read so many things, and once I read, and it stays there, but I don't remember, like, the main thing. But I do know that it's going to help us now with organizing Amazon. You just passed that, right? Yes, yes. It, it's going to help us with Amazon because all of their drivers um, are contracted drivers mm-hmm. yeah they're contracted drivers so they're not really considered employees of amazon and um i actually saw a video last night of somebody saying that they were quitting amazon because they were actually not workers for amazon they're considered contractors mm-hmm. so they didn't get any benefits they're only making 16 dollars an hour and he said that was his race from 14 so he was making 16 and that you know the working conditions for them is isn't right you know they demand so much of them yeah i know at, at, at anaheim hub where i'm from they're hiring i think our center's hiring 10 new drivers right now mm-hmm. and some of these drivers have been working at ups for uh, for a year mm-hmm. and already going driving mm-hmm so if you guys know anybody that's looking for work and they want to have a good career and have a good pension, go apply for UPS. They're hiring drivers within a year now. I remember when I went driving, I, I, w- I was four years for me, but I finished college first. So it took me six to, you know, to go finally be a driver. <laughs> but now it's, it's, one, it's one year and you can start driving right off the bat. Gax, you're an educated driver now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I just tell myself when I'm driving, I go, what the, how the fuck did I get myself in it is? <laughs> no, I got a nice run now. I got a nice run. Uh, life is good. But anyways, going back to what I was telling you about the whole con- contractor, uh, they're going to be uh, categorized as employees now. And so maybe they, we can unionize them, mm-hmm. you know, because. I know that that's one of the debates they talked about, unionizing at Amazon. Yes. Yeah, so that law that just passed is, is actually going to help us help them unionize. Hopefully, they don't get bribed by the company, which is not okay, or they try to stop them. No, you know what? We'll give you $5 more, but don't unionize, you know? Did you hear about this company that we just purchased? Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um... It's it was it I forgot what it was called UPS we just purchased a a, a company where it's same day delivery. So are they going to be Teamsters too? I'm not sure. It doesn't say, but the UPS just just uh, they just purchased it. What the company's called? How'd you hear about that? Uh, one of one of my friends, UPS. Purchase. I'll tell you right now. I can't do my thumbs are so big. Purchase. Purchase <laughs> insane. Same day. Delivery. 
Look at I dude, this is the worst. Delivery. My buddy just told me about it. Roadie, that's what it's called. Roadie? Roadie. R-O-A-D-I-E. One of my buddies, he does the I've known him for years. He was at my brother's funeral, so he came over after mm -hmm. we were catching up. He used to be a dispatcher, and then now he, he works with, he does the, where is it, what's it called? The access points. Oh, so okay. he goes out and finds access points for you. Not but in he, access point. Yeah, yeah. NXA. <laughs> so their UPS, we've got so much volume that we don't want to re, keep re-attempting. Right. So they come up with access points. Right. Now. And they give the customers 50 cents a package. So he was telling me different stories. Like he had nail salons. Uh -huh. And it's funny the way he talks because he's, he's Filipino. And then he deals with, when he deals with Asians, he goes, he's, he will talk to us all he says with the customer. He goes, I had a customer. It was a massage parlor. <laughs> and, and he says, and then like, it'd be, but it'd be like in, in, in a, in a bad, rural, it'd be like a bad area. Inglewood. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I don't want to name, I don't want to disrespect anybody. But he says they would they would call him and they go, Billy, Billy, I don't want to do this no more. He <laughs> says to, they, they just come in and they just they just walk behind the curtain and they just start taking packages and <laughs> and then he like, oh no, I need you and, and he would try he, his job is to convince him not to. So he goes out and he finds different access points uh -huh. and so they, he he talks to people and and that's how he found out. But it's true, UPS did buy Roadie. It's a same day delivery company. Now I don't know. At first, he said, because he told me next day air. And I go, so they're going to be delivering on next day air? And, no. it, and it, But I looked it up, and I said, no, it's same day. Mm -hmm. So if you order something, it, it's going to be same day delivery. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know if they're going to change Rody to UPS. Well, well, you're, um, you are aware that Amazon has the same day same day yeah yeah, yeah so like if you ask for something in the morning um they'll deliver to you like by three by four same day mm -hmm. you know but obviously it's you guys are out here and, and i'm saying out here because i'm in lancaster so mm -hmm. we're like more in the rural area mm -hmm. and you guys are more accessible to you know let's say i order i don't know like some ink and I need it now so it can get delivered to me the same day versus next day so that's the competition and I see where UPS is going with this but I mean we re sold UPS freight yeah well because of all the misunderstandings with grievances and having to pay out whether it's freight whether it's regular um uh feeder drivers you mm -hmm. know it i guess i really don't know how how to differentiate because when we had him in our building i would sometimes be like what the hell is that dude driving our truck and he's wearing civilian clothes you know and they're like oh no they're freight they can do that so i'm like what so I can see where somebody would file a grievance against someone that's hauling freight when you're probably thinking, no, that should have been my my work, mm -hmm. you know? You hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mm -hmm. think to stop all of that, they just sold it so there wouldn't be so much chaos, chaos. with that. Uh -huh. 
So with this upcoming election, are we gonna? How quick are we gonna get our results? The um, there aren't gonna be no live results like they do for. Um, I don't know if they're gonna do live. I mean, dude, we haven't had uh something like this in over twenty years. Like every time, it's Hoffa. It's Hoffa. It's Hoffa again. Not this time. This time is actually two different slates running for his position so like i said this is history right here but i do know that your ballots are going to be mailed out october 4th which is monday so get them in yep tell your friends forward the podcast to them let them know what's at stake Mm -hmm. before i let you go you got anything else you want to say no, dude, just thanks for allowing me to be No, here. you're part of the podcast, and, and you're definitely informative. And every time I talk to you on the phone, check, see how you're doing. You always have something that you're, you're involved in with the union, and it's, it's an honor to, to know you and, and get information from you mm-hmm. because, you know, it's important. It's important mm-hmm. that this is our future, and you, you guys, everyone needs to be updated. We all need to get involved. It's not mm-hmm. that hard. If you have yeah. time to go to Disneyland, if you have time to we'll drink freaking, beers, dude, go watch the football game. Exactly. You should also be involved. Not not because, oh, you know, it's something important. No, because this is your future. Whatever we vote on, this is your future. It's going to affect your future, period. You're going to be working for the Teamsters for the next, I don't know how many years, depending on who you are, mm-hmm. this is going to affect you in the long run. And then you're going to be like, oh, man, I didn't vote. Oh, why is this happening? And da-da-da. I wasn't involved. Nobody told me. Get involved. Just how I get informed, you should get informed too, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I always follow the Teamsters I organization. I just don't like it because people are, from what I heard from my local, is that when when the when the secretary-treasurer won, they they can see who who voted for who. No, you no, can't? no, no, no. Okay. No, you can't. What what do you think? Like if you if you're part of three nine six and you vote for the honestly, that's your choice. That's your choice. Nobody's gonna come after you. Like, oh, we got the list of everybody that voted oh, okay, for the odds. So no. no. <laughs> okay. Somebody no. said something. Okay. I want to. No, they're gonna. That. They're just gonna send you your ballot. They're gonna send you your ballot. I'm sure it's gonna be number coded or whatever. Uh, whatever they have you sign, I. You, they usually go by the last four of your social. So maybe it'll be that way, dude. I've never voted for something like this. Mm-hmm. This is this is new to me. No, but for your local, though, say for your oh, local. Oh, for for our local? No, even for you our for local. local. Okay, just how do sure. how do you vote? How do you vote when they send you your little ballots? Because for Ron, it's been a, a white. What do they call it? A white ballot. Mm-hmm. So, he's automatically put in position. Mm-hmm. You got the white ballot. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a minute since I voted, and the last time I think he was already voted in. What did? What did uh, Zuckerman say? You're not going to move to Washington, D.C. You win, you got to move to Washington, D.C. Did you remember when he said that? Yeah, but... Um, Is that a requirement? No, no, no. That was one of Ron's uh, requests, that if he went for that uh, position, that he wanted to work from here. Because obviously he's got the L.A. Federation he has to run, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's out here. I'm sure he's going to fly out there like maybe once or twice a week, monthly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be doing a lot of flying. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, I'm excited. I can't wait. I know, me too. Me too. Me too. Everybody vote, 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 yeah. vote, 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 vote. <laughs> Get your ballot and vote. Make sure you vote. So once again, Viviana, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank all my past guests, my listeners from around the world, my family, friends, coworkers, 396-952, and everybody part of Joint Council 42. I will see you guys next week. Please get out and vote. Once again, I love you guys. Uh, be safe. Love each other. Respect each other. And, and be there for one another. All right? You guys have a good week. I'll see you. Peace.